The Fontenelle Final Bell Podcast is presented by Fontenelle Hybrids. The solutions you need, the relationships you trust. It's time for the Fontenelle Final Bell on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Clay Patton. Joining us to talk the trade today, Eric Kruger of Smart Yield Carney, Nebraska. Eric, thank you for joining us today. As we take a look, kind of a mixed day for our ags, but in the grains there was one liter to the top side. That was soybeans. Are we seeing this double-digit gain following uh, the Trump administration's announcement on uh, possible tariff aid for producers? Yeah, I think that's what really turned the market on beans here this morning. On the overnight, we were down a little bit, and uh, by mid-session, we had an announcement come out, of course, of the uh, $12 billion in relief um, with that package, and I think it uh, helped really spur some, some buying interest in the soybean market. And as we take a look at this, let's just kind of focus on beans, where they were the one that ended in the green. You know, we've come off of our lows a little bit, still quite a ways from the high, but what are your overall feelings right now in the bean market? You know, we're just looking, you know, we're 47 cents off the low on the close today. So that's been really a positive last week of, of higher closes here. And I, I think we got to step back and really look at the big picture. And we're looking at off crop conditions being a little more positive. I think we were looking for a break last week. We saw them stay steady and increase the bean number. And if you look at yield expectations and look, we're still looking at a, a pretty big crop. Um, but, of course, the big elephant in the room, of course, is the tariffs, and now we have the announcement of this relief package. Not sure how that's going to be spread out uh, amongst the ag community and when that's going to take place, but I think it provides some underlying support for the bean market. And as we take a look, let's talk about yesterday's crop condition reporting coming out. Soybeans actually ticking up a little bit there in the good to excellent rating. What do you kind of take away from that? You know, I think it just confirms that, uh, you know, it's still early, but we are looking at uh, really a really good crop across across the country. And if, if you kind of look back historically and look and go, okay, at 70% good to excellent, um, you know, 49 bushels is probably a little low if we're going to price that in and, and look at that. You know, in, in 16, we were at 71% and had a record year to yield to 52 bushels. So probably looking somewhere in that 50 to 51 bushel right now for an estimate, which is really going to push our ending stocks way above the previous year, um, way up into that, you know, 750-plus million bushels compared to, you know, previous record of, you know, 570 and change. So I, th- I think it's a, a little bit bearish on that side, but like like I said, we've broken this market so far that uh, a little bit of positive news with this relief package could help support. Let's kind of switch gears now and go to what I might call the moderate grain a lot of times, and that's corn. Again, ending right between wheat, more of the leader to the downside, corn in the middle, soybeans higher. As we take a look here at corn, we see the crop conditions yesterday staying the same week to week. Overall, this looks like another healthy, healthy crop. What's your take? Yeah, yeah. I think the trade was looking for us to see maybe a percentage or two drop yesterday on that crop condition. We didn't get it. We kept steady, and and the market reacted on the overnight down five, and we closed, um, you know, down five really across the board on corn. It didn't really damage the chart. You know, we were up over twenty cents off the low um, on the close yesterday, and we're off a nickel today. So that's probably not a huge thing. It still doesn't change the chart much, but I think what it confirms is that we are staring down, you know, the barrel of another really good crop when it comes to the, the corn market and um it's gonna probably depend on a few bushels here or there you know i think if if we raise a 180 it really adds some bushels to 
to that stock's use number, and if we re- lower that a little bit, maybe we come in 176 or, you know, in the mid-170s, then I think that really changes the tone and could provide some real good support. But we're not going to know that here for a little while. And another big driving factor behind all this is weather, what continues to come up. We kind of wondered if the, the GFS model maybe pull a little bit of uh, moisture from Iowa, Illinois, Missouri. Was that moisture going to be beneficial? Unsure there. But what do you think are some major weather factors right now, or are there any on the horizon for corn and beans? You know, it looks pretty good. with it. You know, around here we've been so cool, but you get outside of here and we definitely had a hot July so far. Um, I think, you know, those warm temperatures during pollination, we might see that come to fruition and damage yield uh, a little bit. But going forward, it looks like, you know, if you look at the extended models, it looks like we're going to have some pretty decent uh, pretty decent growing conditions, minus a few areas that could lack some moisture. And if, uh, if we don't get some rains in a few of those areas, we're definitely... Uh, definitely going to see some yield decline. Eric, from a technical aspect here on the grain and soybeans, you know, there was some question of just how much further can we continue to sell these grains and how much further can we continue to decline them? As you're taking a look at it now, you know, we're starting to come off these lows a little bit. Is this possibly going to start encouraging some of that selling back again on top of it? You know, I think we'll see some back and sell action here, but I I think we're getting far enough enough along in this crop that, um, you know, We've had a little bit of positive news and some higher closes here. If we can continue to hold that low, uh, you know, on corn and, you know, that 350 low um, and beans and, those, you know, that 326 low, if we can continue to hold that and, and continue to trend these markets up a little bit, I think you know, that's pretty positive. But I think going forward to look for some real positive news, we're going to have to look to when we can see those balance sheets really tighten up. And that's, that's further along. That's probably into the winter, into next spring, in that time area before we could potentially see some some real strong uh, buying come into this, if, unless we see something that we we can't predict, and that's something with tariffs or something like we saw this morning with the relief package. We've kind of focused so far in the first segment on corn and soybeans. Let's go to the other grain now in the room, and that is wheat. You know, winter wheat harvest is almost completely done across much of the southern Midwest. It's steadily going on in further parts of the north, north Midwest. Kind of what are you taking in a look at here uh, for the wheat, for winter wheat especially? You know, we've actually seen that that trend technically. Um, we've seen some back back and fill action on it, but the trend's kind of starting to turn up here a little bit, and I think I think that's positive. Um, we saw wheat really quiet today. Chicago wheat, uh, you know, down three. Uh, Kansas City really holding steady to down a penny. So, um, as we get through the growing season here, um, we're going to find out a little bit more. But it uh, looks like the world, you know, wheat is not going to continue to grow. Um, there should be some support there. So hopefully uh, hopefully we can see that market continue to turn that trend up a little bit. That's Eric Kruger, Smart Yield. As we continue, we've got uh, taking a look at the risk management aspects of our current market trade plus livestock. That's all coming up on the Fontenelle Final Bell on the Rural Radio Network. Welcome back to the Fontenelle Final Bell on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Clay Patton, again talking with Eric Kruger today of Smart Yield in Kearney, Nebraska. Eric, in our last segment, we covered a lot of grains ending there on the wheat. So as we kind of take a look here at this whole marketscape, at this whole uh, picture that's going on in the markets right now, what are some of your thoughts here for producers uh, when it comes to risk management and hedging in these times? 
you know, we've seen such a strong break uh, on the corn and bean market that, um, you know, right now I think that there's some underlying support hopefully we're finding and are going to hold the summer low here that we've seen. Hopefully we're yet to see if that is the low. But right now we're getting so close to being down to where we're getting closer to insurance levels, um, closer to where uh, that RP comes into play. So, we, you know, guys need to really look at that and look at where they're at and uh, have that in mind when it comes to hedging and looking to off, offset some of that risk. Um, with this relief package, I think that what that does too is it gives guys a little bit more time to see when that's going to come out and what that's going to do for them. Um, if it's going to give them an opportunity to be a little more patient on their sales or if it's going to give them an opportunity to, to make a sale and a- add that extra equity to it. So I, I think a little patience right now and looking forward and looking out, like, like we said, looking out to that winter to spring time period to see if we can see some premium come back into the market. And is for the aggressive marketers, the ones that aren't looking here at 2018, but they're looking at 2019 even out to 2020 right now, is this a time when really this is a discounted time to sit back and watch, or is this a time to really be putting that plan of action together for that far in the future? You know, corn, for example, you know, that D of 18, our new crop, compared to next year's crop, the D of 19, that spread is, is, is acting unbelievably seasonal, as it, as it usually does this time of year, where it goes from a really tight spread all the way out to, to where it is now, up into that 30-cent range. And I think a little bit of patience there will pay off, but we've got, you know, D of 19 corn up a lot closer to $4 than, than most people would probably realize closing the day in that 395 area, so 394. So I think we need to watch that, and especially if we see this balance sheet tighten up um, coming into you know the winter, into the first part of next year, that could really push and put some more premium on that extended crop for next year, and I think guys need to be ready to take advantage of that because of this market environment that we're in. When we see some good profit, it's never a bad idea to be able to offset some of that risk. Eric, let's switch gears now and let's go over to livestock. Maybe not the greatest day for live cattle, feeder cattle. Hogs partially in the green there as we take a look. But we've had a lot of data come out on cattle right now, cattle on feed and cattle inventory numbers. What Now that we've gotten a couple days into the trade after those numbers come out, what are some of your feelings on that? Um, I, I think it's, it's, you know, we had on feed come out as a record high for July 1st, and it looks like uh, August 1st running cat. You know, fed cattle supply is going to be the second highest on record, at least anticipating that. So, um, you know, we're going to have to keep moving through these cattle. Um, we're, we've got a lot of cattle available. Um, but, you know, some of the numbers show on the calf side of it that herd expansion finally might be slowing. Um, we're starting to see that female kill up a little bit, which usually signifies that we're going to, you know, shrink this herd a little bit going forward. But I think guys need to be aggressive. You know, if you're looking at to, to winter calves or, at, you know, the first part of the year calves, uh, there's profit to be to be had right now, and, and guys can take advantage of protecting some of that. Um, and and it's, it's an interesting situation where um, if we look to where we're seeing those deferred um, live cattle futures as well, carrying such a strong premium um, to this front month, you really need to crunch the numbers and, and really know what you're going to have into those cattle to see if it's going to pay to, to feed them out or if it's going to pay to really get rid of them this winter. Eric, are we following anything of a historic pattern here with our current cattle trends? When the last time we saw maybe a slight slowdown to the herd expansion, did prices kind of react similar to what they're doing now? Yeah, yeah, they did. And I think looking forward, we can probably look and anticipate maybe a little lower uh, live cattle pricing average for next year just based on, on the, the amount of supply we have going forward and what we have in cold storage. But right now it looks like we should continue to kind of hold trend in here um, going forward.
And moving forward, what are maybe some bullish factors that we can start to recuperate back into this market to help rally these cattle a little? You know, I think if we continue to get through these cattle like we have been, um, the market's done a great job, and it's really on demand. Demand has been so strong this year that we've continued to kill cattle at a strong rate. And uh, if we can keep that going forward, I think that that will definitely help uh, get through these weights. You know, the USDA came out with the three-leaf plan today, not really including if it's going to include livestock or not. Do you really see the tariffs as a huge impact so far on the livestock markets? Yeah, it's really affected the hog market, of course, as we've seen. Um, we've seen August hogs today, again, on the futures market, price in uh, another low for this, for this leg down. And when you look at, you know, the hog market in general, um, and step back and go. August usually has somewhere between a four to five dollar discount to the cash market, and it's over eleven, you know, eleven to twelve dollars right now. At October, usually holding somewhere in that fifteen to seventeen dollar average, and it's over twenty five dollars. So there's there's this huge uh, futures break already priced into this market, and it's going to be interesting to see if cash continues to slide to that, or if we're kind of finding a low area in here in the hog market. That again, Eric Kruger of Smart Yield. If you'd like more information, visit MySmartYield.com. This is the Fontenelle Final Bell on the Rural Radio Network. You're listening to the Rural Radio Network.